Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the No Sports Report, a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. Small note, this episode was recorded prior to the murder of George Floyd and the resulting global reaction and protests, which is the only reason it's not mentioned. Something to keep in mind while listening. My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan. And I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge the universal DH rumors. It appears that Major League Baseball will be implementing the designated hitter into the National League when this quote-unquote season starts as if we need another gimmick besides playing during a pandemic. Listen, I don't even like the DH in the AL. Call me a purist or whatever, but it's not like we need more home runs. But if this does bring in more dudes too big to play infield, some real David Ortiz, Mo Vaughn, and Cecil Fielder types, I could be persuaded. Until then, I'm talking to athletes and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine, hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Keone Kella knows some baseball fans think he has a chip on his shoulder based on locker room whispers and some on-field squabbles from when he was growing up. And now, 2020 was supposed to be his opportunity to show off the emotional growth he's worked hard to implement, not only into his game, but his personal life as well. Keone is coming off an impressive season where in middle relief, he posted a 2-0 record and a 2.12 ERA. And now with a new Pirates front office and pitching coach, he's set to be the squad's opening day closer, a position he's lobbied for and now is impatient to take over. And with the season in limbo and free agency looming for him next year, he's keeping a close eye on when he could take the mound once again and prove himself. On this episode, Keone and I talk about maturity, how he probably had coronavirus, and I get to suggest some new walkout songs for the ninth inning. And after Keone, we'll hear from Taryn Killam of SNL and Single Parents fame about how he'll be sitting in the new Rams stadium next season, whenever that is. It's a new installment of Pandemic and much more on a new episode of The No Sports Report. Call from Keone Keller. To accept, press one. Hey man, how's it going? I'm doing well. And yourself? trying to do as well as I can. I feel like we're, we're, we're month after month now. Are, do you, are you going crazy? Not yet, man. I'm staying pretty active for the most part every day. I, I try to get out and do something productive every day. So I'm doing all right. 
tell me what is what is productive because t- today today I walked a little, so I understand productive to an extent. But that's like an hour of my day, and then I'll walk again later for an hour. But other than that, I'm staring at a wall. I have an eight month old daughter, so she keeps me up. I get up at like seven a.m. in the morning with her, and then um, my wife and I are both pretty active, so we both work out. My wife has a trainer that she goes and works out with, and then, uh, I have a couple of buddies out here in Dallas that um, he plays in the league as well. So you know, we still get our baseball activities in and stuff like that, conditioning, stretching, throwing, mm-hmm. bullpens and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I mean, we've done everything. We went fishing, playing spike ball. What's that? Spike ball. So it's pretty much like a, the concept is uh, similar to volleyball, except you hit a ball into like this trampoline looking type of uh, thing. And it's the same rules as a uh, volleyball, but You'd have to look it up. You'd have to look. It's pretty cool. They have an Instagram. If you follow their Instagram, you'll see some pretty intense uh, spike ball games. But you can get after it with that game, and it tires you out. Well, you, you had me a trampoline. Uh, wh- where have you been quarantining? Or what city are you in? I know you're originally from the West Coast like me. Yeah, I'm from L.A., but I live in uh, Dallas now. Okay. Pretty much downtown Dallas, yeah. And you are now holed up with your wife and your kid. You said eight-month-old. I have a 10-month-old, so you've made me feel like I'm a deadbeat dad in the sense that I told you I stare at a wall. <laughs> nah, man, you're good, bro. You, you, at least you're still essential, right? That's true. People are still hearing your voice and you're still able to do your job, so it's all good. That is true. Uh, tell me what it's like raising uh, an eight-month-old in the middle of a pandemic. Well, I mean, is it... They don't know, right? Yeah, it's actually pretty easy, you know? I mean, just like your 10-month-old, eight, my uh, eight-month-old, they don't have any knowledge of what's going on, which is really cool, you know? If, like all my outdoor activities, I can take my daughter. Her name's Kari, so I can take her out for a walk. She's very observant, so she likes watching like the trees swinging through the breeze and hearing the birds chirp and mm. you know feeling the grass. She's all she's at that stage right now, so it's been pretty easy. The only thing that I guess I've lacked is just um, is interaction with just like a huge group of people. You know what I mean? That's that's probably like the only thing that I miss. But I've been fortunate to have good friends and my family around every day, so. I've lucked out, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I, I feel like I've said it to a couple friends already. I'm like, I would trade having the life of a 10-month-old right now because you're just sort of like, are the gardeners coming? You know, like that's all they care about is like, is can they watch just from the window? My my son loves watching leaf blowers. It's like his whole thing. Like literally, yeah. it's his entire existence right now is leaf blowing. Yeah, and I mean, the optics are different. Definitely going to be different for you and me because I mean, I think that you guys have a, you guys have a different standard of how you guys are going about your business in California uh, rather than Dallas. Like, you know, for the most part, the Texas governor took all the uh, mandating staying, staying in home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, he took that away. So, and like, I think all restaurants, neighboring restaurants are only open for like 25% capacity. So, okay. you know, you're seeing people kind of get back into the groom of, I guess, what we used to call normal. Yeah. it's uh, It's been pretty good, man, you know. I haven't really had any complaints aside from the fact I've missed, you know, a big chunk of my season so far. Yeah, have you went to one of those restaurants yet? No, no, I refuse to, man. I'm going to wait to see if there's a second phase or the numbers start to spike uh, after everyone starts to come out and stuff like that. I, my daughter was born premature, so I don't want to take any risk. Plus, my wife, she cooks a lot at home. I cook, mm-hmm. so we're not really tripping off that. As long as we can get to Central Market and get some get some good food and cook at home, we're fine. I did hear that you were into cooking. I am a terrible cook. I've, I, this sounds like a joke, but I've only made ramen during quarantine for the family. My wife has done some great stuff. What have you gotten into uh, during quarantine as far as in the kitchen? We've done lobster pots. We've done steaks. We've made brisket. 
I mean, smoked salmon, all types of different stuff. Man. Well, people will be coming to your place at 25%, it sounds like. It, you, you were running a whole restaurant. I mean, I've told my wife that we need to open a restaurant. She, she gets down in the kitchen, man. See what she really does. Yeah. But that's a lot of work right there. Absolutely. So I read that you're a big fan of movies. You love Denzel and Leo movies. I want to see if you picked up anything, watched anything new during this time. I started picking up a little bit on uh, Westworld. Okay. I literally feel like I spent more time on Netflix trying to find a movie than actually watching one. <laughs> so I haven't really had, had an opportunity to see anything. The last thing that I watched through and through was Tiger King on Netflix. Tiger King and Ozark and Westworld, they all seem to be having quite quite a run in the pandemic. Everyone has gravitated towards them, which I think is pretty good. I mean, Westworld especially has, has picked up at the end, I think. It's kind of cool because it piques your interest on just to think about what our future is going to look like with AI. It's pretty interesting. But yeah, I'm not I'm not the hugest TV guy. I mean, because I just think that movies nowadays are not the same as when I was growing up. There's not a lot of shows that really, you know, draw me in like that or movies that really draw me in. So I would say most of the stuff I've been watching are like just vintage films, you know, like old school West Coast movies. You went to Carson High School here on the West Coast. You've played in both Texas and Pittsburgh. You're now living in Texas. Both those places have decent food, including right there in your kitchen. But what do you miss eating the most in Los Angeles? No, she's probably in Japanese restaurant in LA. I miss this quality sushi, man. I like I'm a real I'm Hawaiian and black, so I mean I love seafood. And I love sushi uh, specifically. I love really Japanese cuisine is probably one of my favorites to eat. So the place that I love is the restaurant is called Noshi, and it's in LA. All right, I'm looking it up. That's probably that's what I miss. So I, I miss the charcoal burger too, man. Yeah, you hit our two biggies between burgers and and uh, sushi. I think those are the ones we can't you can't replicate those anywhere else. No, uh, uh-uh. and I mean like out here in Dallas, it's just not the same, man. Like the food is decent, but it's not you know it's not what I grew up to. You know, a lot of the food is Tex-Mex compared to just being true authentic. Mexican food, so it just tastes different. Now, I ask every athlete who comes on uh, to the No Sports Report that I know is a sneakerhead, which I know you are. What have you been wearing with your quarantine kicks? And then I'll tell you something that I think together we have to work on as an intervention. Um, man, I've been wearing. I mean, man, I've been wearing flip flops pretty much every day since I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because there's nowhere really to go out. I guess my training shoe when I lift, I lift in like easy three fifties that are just absolutely beat, but. You know, I haven't been really wearing too much heat, man, because there's, no, there's nowhere to go, and I don't want to. I don't want to get anything dirty. You're right. I I've been putting them on just for walks with my dog and stuff, just to make myself feel like I have some sort of style. But but we did talk to Gavin Lux, who clearly is this you know high end prospect on the Dodgers. He's supposed to be Rookie of the Year, but he told me that he's been wearing Crocs. <laughs> yeah, I don't own, I don't own a pair of Crocs. Good, good. I knew I liked Keone. I've heard people tell me that they're very very comfortable. I just haven't. They're just not really my style, so I've never really uh, never got into them. But like, I have my little brother; he wears like Birkenstocks. My sister wears Birkenstocks, and you know, has Crocs and stuff. But I've never got into that to that wave. Sure, but it's not knocking it. You know what I mean? Whatever floats people's boat, man. If you feel fresh in it, do your thing. I don't know, Gavin Lux. I don't. I, I feel like he could be hitting harder than Crocs. But you are a rare breed in professional sports where you have no social media. Have you have you almost broke down during quarantine and opened one up? I actually just started one just for the fact that, you know, for my whole career, you know, six, seven months out of the year, I'm amongst thousands of people pretty much every day, yeah. depending on what city I'm in. And everyone can look at a calendar and see where I'm going to be. Not that I'm like a, uh, 
I'm not like a superstar or anything like that, but you know, I still, I don't want to, I don't make myself accessible any more than I already am. Sure. You know, and so that's why I've always kind of kept the low pro on, uh, on social media and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm trying to get into it because I'm understanding the benefit of having a social media now these days. So I've tried to engage myself into it. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say I've kind of failed at it because I don't post daily. And that's the thing, too. I also don't like posting things of like monetary value or stuff like that for the most part because it just sends the wrong it sends the wrong message. And it also allows people to kind of have insight on what, what you're doing and what you have. And, you know, growing up in Cali, growing up in L.A., you know, I the values that I was raised on and just from growing up in the environment I grew up in, you know, those were no-nos. Yeah. Be flashy. Uh, I totally get it. Now, back in February, in spring training, you missed a few days uh, with a viral infection. You had gotten sick. Are you looking back at that now and wondering what that virus was? Man, I think I had COVID, man. I'm not even playing. I think I had corona. Really? Yeah. So what did you, what were, what were you feeling? Uh, man, I was like, I was just really lethargic. I had a hard time breathing. I, would have, I was having like uh, cold sweats and stuff like that. I was like, I would get the shakes. Um, I, I had a loss of breath. but. I mean, I snapped out of it in two days, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, that's just me saying I think I had it, you know, but I don't really know. I never went and got the test so they could see if I had the, the antibodies. I didn't see if I had it or anything like that, so I don't really know. I was in a similar situation. I didn't have it, but I had a coworker who back in the end of January was coughing and wheezing and couldn't catch her breath. And at the time, we were like, oh, man, you're having a terrible cold or a flu or something, and we all stayed away from her. But then when you look back, you're like, oh, these people definitely had coronavirus. Oh, yeah. I think if you got sick in the month of December or January and you had anything close to what they described as having COVID, then you probably had it. Yeah, probably. You know, of course, it just hits people differently. Did your wife or your family have to get tested? No. No, not at all? Well, I've been fortunate, man. Everyone's had really good health and hasn't had to worry about anything like that. So we've all been good, which, you know, is a blessing. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
during the offseason, you've been really vocal about feeling like you've matured a lot in the last year. And coming into 2020, you had a new slate with the Pirates, with a, a new front office, a new pitching coach, and a, this new one-year deal, which was uh, kind of great for you. It seemed like you were starting to find your place in Pittsburgh. Does it bum you out to sort of postpone showing to the fans that personal growth? Yeah, it does. Just because I just think that I've kind of generated a specific narrative about who I am. One, because of uh, the moxie that I have when I'm on the mound. And, you know, that's the only thing that creates any relatability is what people see on the field and, and my demeanor and how I go about my business when I'm pitching. And I have nothing else to kind of back up my character, you know, so me not having a social media doesn't get the, or any, you know, social platforms where as an outlet where I can show my character, you know, mm-hmm. the type of father I am, the things that I take interest in. So I really wanted to change the narrative, not only in Pittsburgh, but as well as across the league. You know, I would say in the game, people have kind of pinned me as a, a guy that has, is aggressive or has this bad boy, I guess, mentality or whatever they, I don't know, whatever people want to call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was really excited to kind of change the narrative and rewrite the story moving forward with my free agency year coming up and yep. everything else included. Yeah, and I was going to talk to you about that. Like, you're a free agent at the end of this year, obviously. The Pittsburgh option is up. Does the concept of a shorter season or changing the variance once or if the season comes back, like no fans or shorter, you know, wh- where you'll be playing, does that scare or affect you kind of in, in business? No, not not really. I mean, I know that it could definitely uh, have a trickle-down effect once I hit free agency in terms of, like, contracts and stuff like that. But I'm not really too concerned about it because, you know, I'm not the only one that's going through this. You know, so yeah. there's other people that are, that are going through the same situation. I just want to get out there and play. I don't really care too much if there are fans or not. I think if you get, you know, the world's greatest players around in one area to play games with no fans, you'll really see who has, it, you know what I mean, day in, day out. Rather than, you know, when you show up at Dodger Stadium, you have 50,000 fans mm-hmm. screaming. It gives you a little bit of different type of energy. You know what I mean? You don't really have to dig as deep because you have that, that electricity in the atmosphere. But if you're showing up in, in Arizona, you know, and you're playing with no fans, you know, you really have to dive deep every single day. You step into that mount, on that mound or in that box and really figure out what you're made of. So I don't mind it either way. You know, I just want to get out and play ball and, totally. you know, do what I've been practicing my whole life. You know what I mean? Go show show the world what I've been doing and continue to pursue, you know, all the things that I want to do in my life in this game. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of that, you were set to be the opening day closer for the team, uh, which is something you were definitely building on. You wanted to, to get back to that position. How are you trying to stay warm and get in pitches for that opportunity? Like this is sort of what you've been asking for since the trade. I mean, ha- other than working out like mentally, what, what is it that you're sticking with, especially as a closer, which is its own mentality? Uh, I mean, I did it before in Texas, and I did it in the minor leagues. So I've had, like, the same mantra for the most part. It's first pitch strikes and three outs. And that's always been something that I've always told myself that's been repetitive in my mindset. So since this quarantine has happened, I've kind of just I've been throwing two bullpens a week and trying to stay on point with throwing game-like intensity and trying to stay locked in. I mean, even bringing up, like, mock batters and stuff like that yeah. and pitching to them how I would pitch them if we were in season, you know, with sequences and certain pitches and stuff like that. Sure. Have you been in contact with coaches uh, during the quarantine as well? Yeah. We have coaching staff, medical staff, and even our GM has reached out, which has been uh, has been really nice. You know, they've been really consistent on reaching out to us, giving us information as soon as they get information. 
as well as spreadsheets on, um, you know, throwing programs or weight training and conditioning coaches also sent out, you know, a spreadsheet on how to continuously stay engaged with your, your workouts and stuff like that all the way up until the end of this month. So they've done a really good job facilitating, you know, getting all the guys to be collective. You know, we were just on a Zoom call last Thursday mm-hmm. where we had the whole bullpen together. So, you know, everyone's engaged. Everyone's on point. You know, it was pretty cool because we had guys from DR, guys in Rhode Island, California, Texas, San Diego, all over the world, you know, who who managed to be able to show up on that Zoom call at the same time. So that's awesome. that was really good. Well, you can teach them spike ball when you're back in season. I think that's something that we should we should keep around as well. But speaking of that, is there anything that you think that we've picked up during quarantine as a society that you think we should continue to do once the vaccine appears or we're all allowed outside? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we can take in this situation is to realize uh, what is immediately important. I think that a lot of people have actually engaged more than ever than prior before, you know, because... When our world was running and just kept going kept, and kept going, people lost a sense of like really who we were just as human beings. People got to just really sit down and enjoy their families, go for walks. I mean, the block that I live on, it felt like I was a kid, you know, like mm-hmm. where everyone was outside and saying just simple gestures of hello while you're walking on the street. I just think the biggest thing that people could take from it is, is understanding what's truly important, you know, and that like a lot of the things that we felt were most important, like monetary things, really hold no hold no true value in a, in a, in a global pandemic. Sure. And there's no better time to make that kind of uh, revelation than having a newborn. I, I feel the same way as you, as being a dad. It's like, no better time for me to readjust my thoughts. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely had to reassess just a lot of things on, um, you know, I would say too, like I already lo- loved the game of baseball, but I think they reignited a, a fire for me just to kind of realize a lot of different things that I may have taken for granted, including even um, baseball. Sure. Because I think that when you do something repetitively or you get into the consistency of something, it becomes a norm and it doesn't, you don't have that same spark for it at certain points. I mean, even I'm sure with what you do, there probably have been certain days where you're like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't want to show up to the studio today, but it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. No, I, I, I had a podcast for 10 years. Trust me. I was figuring out how I could break my computer to make it stop. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get into some suggestions for you. Things that, that uh, I came up with during quarantine. doesn't sound like you need a lot of help between fishing and spike ball and such, but here are some suggestions of things that I think you can get into things you could pick up if you find yourself bored at any time. You into these? Is this cool? Yeah, for sure. All right. One, you are a hip-hop head like myself. It's what I like most in life. I figured I could give you one suggestion. Are you listening to Denzel Curry? Yeah, I listen, I listen to some Denzel. Okay, okay. So people who, who don't know, don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll clue them in a little. Out of Florida, he came up in the Space Ghost Perp camp originally. He lived with XXXTentacion, who people know, unfortunately, from infamous things. But he released a few albums that really hit his stride uh, recently in 2018. Taboo, which is spelled weird because that's what rap kids do these days. TA1300. And then Zoo, Z-U-U, in 2019. And then uh, he just put out an album I love in quarantine. It's so good uh, with Kenny Beats. Uh, called Unlocked. All of it great. Sounds a bit like DMX at times, but he he completely changes styles song to song. So I'm happy you are into Denzel. Yeah, yeah, I like Denzel. The reason I think I appreciate him the most as a lyricist mm-hmm. is that sometimes not really for his content, but just for his uh, 
just the fact that he can switch up his flow, yep. it's very impressive to me. Man. I agree. That's one of my favorite things about him is that he can switch up his flow. And I think his visuals are really, really cool. It's weird. Like, they're very dark, but they're very deep. Is there anyone that you got into during quarantine that you want to put people up on? The guy that's really been kind of just getting me through, I would say, is just like old school Cole. Mm-hmm. J. Cole, old school J. Cole, and a little bit of, um, I've been listening to a lot of Sauce Walker. I'm out here in Dallas, so right. I've been listening to a lot of Southern rap, but I mean, my go-to dudes are always going to be like Draco the Ruler. You know, I'm a Cali kid, so, you know, I love all that, the underground uh, L.A. scene and all that stuff, because that's, that's just more my vibe that I grew up on. I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay, so second suggestion I know we've seen some people get under your skin in the past, most specifically maybe some in Reds jerseys, but I have a perfect way to relax during the pandemic and release some stress and tension. Have you ever tried origami? Origami? Yes. Never. Okay. I've never tried origami. Very easy for the pandemic. All you need are scissors and paper. There are tons of great resources online about how to create these oh, little... Oh, dude, I thought you were talking about artists. I'm tripping. Yeah, origami. I know how to make a paper crane, man. Okay. All right. Good. Do you just little paper sculptures. I learned I learned it in fourth grade in Mr. Plow's class. Because <laughs> uh, when we did... Uh, so, you know, 9-11 happened. And um, I think they said there was like 3,000 people that passed away during that time of that event. And so our entire class at our elementary, we made 3,000 paper cranes. Great. And like hung them up and like put like little, um, little string through all of them and hung and like, you know, colored them with crayons and colored yeah. pencils and stuff like that. Crayola markers or whatever and hung them up. So yeah. It's good for times of tragedy. Yep. I'm telling you. See, okay. All right. I'm, th- I'm throwing that in the mix. And lastly... As I said, you were announced as the opening day closer for the Pirates last season. You were in setup. So you have a big decision to make for when the season starts. What will your walkout song be? This is a very big deal. Uh, someone like Mariana Rivera made a, a whole career out of Enter Sandman. Uh, I think you have the same opportunity. So I want to give you three suggestions for what I think can signal that you're about to end the game. Okay, go ahead. I, I already have it, but I'll, I'll tell you. All right, I'll give you three suggestions, and you can, you can reveal what it is. Because maybe I nailed it. Maybe I got it. Okay. Okay. The first one, it's by the doors. It's called This Is the End. And it's just it just goes, This is the end. And it's just it basically is is just telling people that this is the end. No, that's a good one. Okay. That's a good one. I got his vinyl at home. All right. Good suggestion then. Second one, public enemy, shut him down. And that just goes, shut him down, shut him, shut him down, shut him down. It's just it's just that's a good one. Okay. All right. I'll take that. And then lastly, this one is a little, little not traditional. This one's a little off kilter. It's Daughters by John Mayer. Nah. Nah. Okay. Not for me. I like John Mayer, but he makes me a little depressed, man. All right. Okay. That makes sense. I, I, you know, it was just, it was a good, it was a good song about women, but sure. I agree with you. Okay. What is your, what is your closing song? Yeah, mine's is uh, Ambition of the Writer, just the intro by Tupac. Great song, great intro. You know, damn, 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 do, 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 do. and then I think you have, uh, what's his name, Prophet? Yep. Or what's it, that guy who hits the, let's get ready to rumble. Michael Buffer, yeah, Michael Buffer. Michael Buffer, yeah, so. All right. That's, that's, that's been my walkout. I had Catch a Fire. Yep. By rookie year, but I've been doing ambitions as a writer for uh, the last four years. Okay. Five years. I love it. Well, I'll be I'll be watching as soon as baseball starts. I'm excited for uh, for you to take the mound and start closing out that ninth. And thanks for talking to me, man. And, and stay healthy with the with the eight month old and your wife, and keep cooking. Yeah, you as well, man. Uh, you know, blessings sent to you and your family, and I hope everything 
continues to progress out there in Cali. And uh, hopefully when I come play the Dodgers, you know, we can meet up or something like that. Get some sushi. Yeah, sounds good to me. Have a good one, brother. After this, my fandemic chat with the very funny Taryn Killam. Right now, Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, like students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during the COVID-19 pandemic. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America, and their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This podcast is committed to donating a portion of the proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Now, here's my pandemic chat with comedy star and LA Rams season ticket holder, Taryn Killam. Call from Taryn Killam. To accept, press 1. Press. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going, dude? I'm good. Well, first I wanted to ask uh, where you're quarantined and how it's going. I am in Pacific Palisades in my home. Sure, sure. And I would say in terms of, you know, the, the scale of quarantine, it's going fine. It's going fine. We have a fifth grader right. who, unfortunately, you know, her sort of last third of her school year was sort of, you know, not canceled because she's still doing it online, but she was doing a production of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and that got canceled. And because she's a fifth grader, they do a whole big culmination thing, like a a moving up ceremony. And so that's going to be done virtually and obviously doesn't have the same oomph or or feeling of achievement, I think, for for the kids. So those are, that's our darkness. But otherwise, we're doing all right. And we are being pretty strict about the the staying at home part of it. Uh, so are we. I mean, I, I you know we have an 11 month old. So I, I've said it a million times on this podcast, but we can hand him like an envelope, and he's he's thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it crinkles. Yeah, just this works. I guess like you guys went from 
both being your wife and you both actors and, you know, sort of living a quite kind of fast life in Hollywood, working a lot. And then next thing you know, your teachers. I mean, has that been so weird? I would argue that that is kind of, to us, been a benefit for a few reasons. Both Kobe and I kind of finished our, our regular gigs a couple weeks before the mm-hmm. the lockdown officially began. So this would have been downtime for us anyway. There was there was another job that I was to have started, which has been delayed. But almost immediately, both Kobe and I were saying to each other, we know that some part of us will really like always be grateful and kind of miss this time yeah. for the intimacy with with our family, the the family time and, and doing, you know, the fifth grader, there's only so much we can help with. And then we have a five-year-old and goes to this wonderful preschool and they've been doing a good job of kind of trying to facilitate like meetings, morning meetings and then story time. But it's really hard to get a five-year-old to like Zoom. Yeah. Or, or sit down. Yeah, 100%. So Kobe actually uh, ordered a bunch of Highlights magazine, like workbooks. Great. Yeah, like spot the difference in the pictures and trace the letters. And really, like, in, in a very impressive way, became Teacher Mom. And yeah, it's this valuable experience that under the quote-unquote normal circumstances would not have been made available to us. Yeah. So I, we, we will definitely look back at, at this time and go, oh my gosh, just how crazy that the world shut down like that, that everything came to a halt. And I, and I anticipate it being a fascinating struggle to get back to normalcy. Yeah. But I do know just, just for us and our family, we'll go, thank goodness we had all that time together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get into sports. You are the biggest Los Angeles Rams fan I know. Possibly anyone knows if they follow you on Instagram. The season has not yet been touched because we're looking at end of the year stuff. But I want I want to hear your your thoughts. If if your sport come September was taken away from you, uh, is this something you're concerned about? Yeah, not in a way that I would be up in arms. I feel like I've had a pretty healthy perspective on <laughs> the reasons for yeah. <laughs> for these lockdowns and cancellations of, of large group attendance. You know, people dying is very low on my list of wants. Sure, but I'm all also say I'm a human, and I would, and there'd certainly be disappointment more than like more than the disappointment of not having football in my life, which mm-hmm. I do love and is such a comforting exciting, fun thing. The biggest disappointment would be, and it's kind of already been confirmed, is is the delay or lockout of SoFi Stadium. Yeah. You know, we bought our Taylor Swift tickets. We were going to be going in July. That was the first big event that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's now been pushed. So, so if the curve is truly flattened and we figure things out and people are responsible and if by, you know, maybe, maybe we skip preseason, but... You know, if the first kind of gathering event in SoFi is a Rams game, that's very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for that stadium to open for so long. I've like, quote unquote, owned my seats for two and a half years now or something. Yeah. Um, and for that to be pushed would stink, but they'll still be there. Yeah, and I guess too, like the, the the question is, and you and I probably have similar thoughts on this because we're somewhat grounded about sports and understand, you know, its place in life. But like, it is so odd to see how much of society has really pushed for sports to come back. Like it's the thing we all need to feel regular. And I, I'm not sure when that when that started, how that happened, but it is super odd. Yes. 
my long-held theory is that life is just like a bigger microcosm of high school, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel it's tradition, it's nostalgia, it's comfort, it's it's hero worship that starts at your most pubescent and prepubescent age of like value in high school within, you know, shades of disagreement is is being the star athlete at school. That is that that's the person who you aspire to be like, that's the person you aspire to know. And I think like somehow that is related. I don't you know, I clearly haven't defined it precisely, but but it's something to do with that. It's also like it's it's so leisurely. It's so people are so okay to gather or spend money or talk about that it's something that you don't have to put into really. Right. And I think that that, that, that I'm noticing more and more is a very American thing. I want my thing that I don't have to put into that makes me feel good. Yeah. And that definitely has been sports's place, it seems. And, and at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Rams fans like yourself saw what I thought was at one point unthinkable, which is the Rams releasing Todd Gurley uh, in March at the beginning of this whole thing. Only 25 years old. He now seems to have no place in the NFL, uh, which is never a good feeling if you really think about it. W- what was your thoughts on Gurley going into 2020? Did you did you assume there's no way? Yeah, I I certainly was shocked by that and, and just sad yeah. because whatever the behind the scenes health issue is, and, and they tried to sort of make it seem in the release that, that possibly personalities played into it as well or as much as health, but it's gotta be health. It's yeah. gotta be health, um, which is horrible and awful. And like truly the worst part of football mm-hmm. is that, it's almost a given that somehow your body will not be in, you know, the same it was before playing the sport for in, in only a bad way. I do love that our talks have, have been pandemic and the, uh, the problems with playing in the NFL. We are really on an uplifting tip here. This is such a feel good podcast right now. <laughs> uh, they did. They also, I mean, not to keep the, the tone sad, but they lost a bunch of players in the off season. They did not focus yeah. on any sort of signing struggling under the, the financial weight of Goff and cooks. Uh, they've yeah. been silent this off season. Are you super bummed? Even if, even if, you know, something to focus on. I feel like there's gotta be somebody in the admin building. Who's kind of grateful for this pandemic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful for the delay. Um, I think the business side of it is, Hey, listen, this is the year we've been building towards. I think we probably made some financial and, and business strategy misses, but we still got a new stadium. It's going to be the hippest, coolest, most state of the art gathering place. That's enough energy. And the rest will kind of, we need to just sort of, you know, take our licks and sleep in the bed we made basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey Littleton is probably like the biggest loss strategically. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't think he got enough credit when he was on the team. And even though he got credit, I think, I think he really like made or broke games for us. Gurley leaving is so sad just because he did such incredible things for the team. But I do think we still have a chance of being competitive. Um, But a lot of pressure as a fan, a lot of pressure seems to fall on on McVeigh's shoulders now. Sure. Which is like, okay, you've made these big moves, you made these strategies, and and you've kind of you kind of now have the staff that you wanted in in losing Wade Phillips and stuff like that. There's a lot of young hires that seem to be his call. It's like, you know, all right, let's let's see if you 
truly are this wonderkind, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, if, 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 if the focus is going to be on the coach's shoulders, the off season has purely been a stare at the graphic designers. Uh, <laughs> the Rams jerseys took up ESPN's front page for, I don't know, four or five days. They had Eric Dickerson's comments. They, I mean, they went into the well <laughs> with no information out there for sports. They were like, we got to talk about this. What are your thoughts on, on the jerseys that include a color called bone white? Yes. So I like the sand. I like the bone white, mm-hmm. like those, those jerseys I kind of dig. And I bought one of those. I bought a Cooper cup bone white. Great. There was like, you know, the Reddit release, which showed the hat with the sort of like the three sectioned horn. Yes. Yes. Which just like cutting it up into those three sections like that. I know you're trying to give it dimension, but it just looks so similar to a Chargers lightning bolt to me. So it's just like, that just feels like a very big myth. Yeah. That in particular, that new Rams horn just feels like you're now playing in a stadium with the team whose helmet looks most identical <laughs> yeah, to yours. That seems like a very early meeting note. Yeah. I mean, like first draft stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now the, the Rams head, the new Rams head, I do dig. Yeah. Like, I think that's one of the things that Dickerson said was like, I'm okay with this one. Yeah. But my favorite part of the whole thing was that the new look was released with a video, with like a lead-up video. Yes. And the person who designed it is like a Nike employee because they have, you know, all these business deals in place. And he's like, I just love turning in the final version because I just knew we got it right. Oh, no. <laughs> like that's his actual direct quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, uh, he definitely set himself up. Uh, speaking of changes for the Rams, they drafted a guy named Cam Ackers. Now they have a bit of a crowded backfield with Henderson and Brown and stuff fighting for that Gorley spot. Is there someone you hope kind of out of those three pops up? I really, really like CJ a lot. Um, I don't know. And I, it, like college football overwhelms me. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping for uh, a higher draft wide receiver, actually, just to, just to get somebody tall. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we have really great kind of scrappy slot receivers. But like DK Metcalf, what he did for Seattle last year was so fun to watch. And I just, I just like, he caught my eye right at the combine. So I was hoping for somebody like that. I think we really started struggling once Aqib Talib got hurt. That's kind of where things I felt the biggest shift because he was such a great leader, such a great player. Um, so, I, you know, I'm looking for that secondary to kind of step up and fill in those missing gaps, particularly with Littleton gone now. Well, speaking of gaps and filling in, are you at all in favor of signing Jameis Winston. It's been talked about. It has been rumored about, you know, Cam Newton's name thrown around a little bit, but not so much for the Rams. But Jameis Winston, for some reason, lingering around the Rams to compete with Goff. Is that what you're kind of hoping for? No, I'm not. I'm not like anti. I had Jameis last year for Final Fantasy, and he was like just as inconsistent as Goff. You know what I mean? Like some weeks extraordinary, and then other weeks full dud, just a big old goose egg. So... You know, I think I think we Goff's our guy. Like I'm I'm in with Goff and I hope that he can kind of like step up in a major way this next season just with sort of like route reading and reading the field and, and moving in the pocket because yeah. when when the play goes according to plan, he's exceptionally good. But I think the second that there's any sort of unforeseen pressure and you have to improvise, that seemingly seems to be where where you know, he maybe struggles a little bit and I hope that, you know, that that 
complaint goes away with just a little more experience. Well, I do know that we are, you know, very rare in the comedy world because you you mentioned Jameson said that you had him in Final Fantasy, which shows the Zen diagram where we meet in the middle of video games and sports. So I, I appreciate the... I appreciate the mistake. I appreciate the mistake, but it does show that we are cut from the same cloth. I will take it. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I will allow it. I've been playing the remake. I've had all sorts of disappointments with the remake. People like it, though. It's beautiful. It's fun. Mm. I just, like, I was too far gone into it before I realized, like, oh, this isn't the whole game. This isn't the full game that I remember and love. And too much of that experience from the original was, like, going to the golden circle and breeding chocoboos and flying <laughs> in the airship. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that to just stay in Midgar for, you know, 40, 50 hours, it's beautiful and it's great. But, but I don't know. I don't I, I think I'm ultimately left with a little disappointment. What, uh, as we wrap up, what are your video game? What is your quarantine looks? What have you been playing outside of Final fantasy? I've been doing a lot of Fortnite cause it's just a great social game. Mm-hmm. You're good at it. I'm, Decent. I wouldn't say that I'm good, but I am decent. Huh. I can. I, I'm a, a top ten finisher every round. Good for you. Yeah. Thanks. I've tried it and I've been okay, but I'm like, oh boy, this is not for me. Sure. You got to do the building drills. You got to set the controller to builder preference so that you can just hit the triggers and you know build your tower once you're in in a in a close close quarters dogfight. Yeah. Already too much for me. Already already above my skill set. Understood. Understood. Uh, Breath of the Wild was, was the game in the last two years that just took away my life. It just, it just a month of my life was gone. Yeah. Well, Animal Crossing. Did you get into Animal Crossing? I'm afraid of it for the same reason. Yeah, it'll eat you alive. Uh, well, Taryn, thank you for talking to me, and I'm looking forward to seeing you on Instagram wearing the new jerseys. Thank I, you, I really look into the field. Thanks, buddy. All right, bud. Take care. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, Matthew Kugler, and me, Jensen Karp. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor, with production and editing by Jasper Leak. Additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. Our theme music is composed by Spilkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please visit feedingamerica.org. If you're able to make a donation, any amount makes a difference, and you can learn more about other ways you can help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for show transcripts for our hearing-impaired listeners, go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well. The No Sports Report is a production of iHeartRadio and Treefort Media. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell 
from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.